All right, today I want to continue part two of my mini sermon series called Healing. Last week, the big ideas was there's a process of wholeness, right? Some people took a while to get better, and this is real life, right? Every, every Sunday, we come together, and we have to pray for healing. Let me pray for your healing right now. Heavenly Father, I pray for someone's emotional and physical healing right now in the name of Jesus that they might not be completely cured, but I pray that they'll take you one step to wholeness, one step to living that shalom life, nothing missing, nothing broken. Father, I pray that you release your glory so we can change our story. Father, I pray, Lord God, that you just anoint everyone here to walk in a greater level of spiritual peace, serenity, maturity, purity, and unity. In Jesus' name, amen. So there's a process of wholeness. There's, uh, we talked last week about being healed versus being cured, right? And, and there's a difference, right? Uh, being healed is you may have the strength to completely live your life and, and do ministry and be an entrepreneur with uh, diabetes or, or whatever it may be, right? And so it doesn't take away the fact that the pain never existed, but the pain no longer owns you, right? And then last week we also talked about having grace, to run your race. Grace for your race. And we talk about Paul the Apostle. He had a thorn on his side. Nobody knows what it is, right? It could have been a physical ailment. It could have been an emotional ailment. It could have been a social ailment that he had so many detractors. But God says, I will give you grace. My grace is sufficient for thee. In, your, in, in, in Paul's weakness, God showed himself strong. So some big ideas from last week is there's a process to wholeness. Healing versus cured and grace for your race. Today, right? Today, um, I want to share some three big ideas, and hopefully, I get them across. Healing's an inside job, and listen, all the stuff I preach, you intuitively already know. You already heard it from maybe something I preached two years ago. Steve Furtick, T.D. Jakes, your old church you used to go to in Queens, whatever it is. But I'm just here to remind you, bring it back in your spirit. So healing is an inside job. There's power in the point of contact. And we are healed to help heal. We are healed to help heal. Let's pray. Father, I come before you in the name of Jesus. And I pray that you um, will hide me behind the cross. You give me strength to preach this word with simplicity, clarity, and power. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. So from the beginning to the end, the Bible teaches that God is both able and willing to work supernaturally on our behalf in the lives of his people. Miracles and supernatural activities is a legitimate part of God's activity. Um, yeah, activity or, or, or MO. Now, this, doesn't, this does not exclude proper consultation to go to the doctor, to go to therapist, nor does it overlook the, our responsibilities to treat our bodies as the temple of the Holy Spirit and thus keep ourselves healthy in the process. I saw this picture. This guy was visiting an old monk monastery. At the kitchen, there was a little hole. There was like a skinny little hole. And if you were a monk and you couldn't go through the hole, you couldn't go eat. <laughs> they wanted you to fast, right? 
And so we have to take care of our bodies, right? So, but nevertheless, in the midst of drinking our water, in the midst of uh, eating our fruits and vegetables, there are times when we must and should call out to the Lord when it, while seeing a doctor or if the doctor can't help us. Healing is part of our inheritance as a Christian. Now, it's often misunderstood and has been discarded because of so many scammy televangelists who took advantage of desperate people. And because of these scam artists, people have lost touch with the desire of God to heal them. The Bible says in Psalms 103, verse 3, he forgives all my sins and heals all my disease. So, I'm preaching this because many of us have learned to navigate and operate while in great deal of pain. Like I, my, myself, I have tendonitis and arthritis, and once in a while I joke around and say I also have gingivitis and bronchitis, right? But I have tendonitis and arthritis, and I just learn to navigate and deal with it. But sometimes Anna reminds me, dude, pray. Pray for yourself. And I was like, oh, I forgot. Well, I, I pray for so many other people. I forget to pray for myself, right? And so I just want to remind, I just want to put this in your mind that every time we gather on Sunday, whether it's virtually or in person, ask God to heal you, to heal your heart, to heal your mind, to heal your body. Have you ever worked for someone that has been hurt so much? All they do is hurt, right? We don't hurt people hurt. And you're just like, man, I, I, you know, I love this job, but I can't work for this person. They, they got so much bitterness, or they got so much hatred towards women, or they got so much hate, they have so much distrust for the team. And, and, and you're just like, man, I want you to get here. I, I, I can't work for such a fractured person. I just want to let you know we all are dealing with fractures and past hurts and trauma. And I just want to uh, remind you, by the grace of God, that you and I can leave the service a little more healed, a little bit more whole. And so every time we gather, that we should come with a spirit, a, a spirit of expectancy, right? Not just with our finances and willing to serve, but almost as more important than that, a, a, a heart of expectancy, that we're coming together and we're expecting God to move, right? So in, so in Summer Church, we worship Christ and we, we teach that Christians could grow because the Bible says even Jesus grew in wisdom and favor. And we are called to grow in a lot of things. We are called, oh, I forgot to share my notes with Ethan so he could uh, share with you guys. We are called to grow in our maturity, in our parenting, in our uh relationship skills, our communication skills, just overall the grace in our life. We are called to go from glory to glory, from light to light. Uh, the expression of Christ's faith is always growing inside of us. And primarily, we are growing through the renewal of our mind, right? We heard that before. And what does that mean to have our mind renewed? It is to be continually awakened to the truth of what Christ has already accomplished. Oh, he said it is finished. Right? Is to continually be awakened to the truth of what Christ has already accomplished. It's being renewed to something. And that something is the reality that has already arrived, but we don't have eyes to see it. And we are realized 
we realize Christ in us, and we are realizing what he has already done for us and in us. So let's go to the first main idea. Healing's an inside job, right? And we all know healing and the blessing of God really begins on the inside of us. And then it appears or manifests on the outside. Everything you and I receive from God works this way. Even salvation, it starts from the inside and moves to the outside. So we all know this, the, the story with the woman of the issue of blood in, Ma in Mark chapter 5, verse 28 through 37. Maybe Ethan could put it in the chat. But one thing I want to focus on, I don't want to read the whole scripture. But the verse 28 says, for she thought to herself, if I could just touch his robe, I will be healed. Right? She thought to herself. See, you and I, when we go to church... When we have our devotions in the morning, we need to begin to think of our stick to ourselves that maybe today I will get my breakthrough and not my breakdown. Maybe today I will get a great, greater revelation, illumination, inspiration, impartation, invitation to walk at a new level of faith, hope, and love. Say to yourself, Healings on the inside job. We must begin to change our meditation. We, listen, you need medication and meditation. Say to yourself, say to yourself. And I like that in the story at one point, Jesus said, who touched my robe? You know, when you and I go to church, do we just look at our phone? Do we just check our fantasy football, our Pinterest? Do we just check our emails for work for the next day? Or are we trying to reach out and touch the hem of the master's garment? So from heaven, Jesus can stand and say, who touched me? And I love this part of verse 34. Jesus says, daughter. Daughter, ooh, imagine that. She couldn't go to the temple for a few years because she had an issue with blood, right? She had an issue, and, she, and, and there was restrictions. And he says, daughter, ooh, I'm going to let you know you're more loved than you could ever realize. He said, daughter, your faith, ooh, he didn't say the tassels on my garment. He didn't say my, 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 Jordash, my Jordash prayer shawl. He said, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. I like how he 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 said it. He he, he brought clarity, and he brought he brought a, a word for her journey. Right? He said, "Your faith has made you well." Boom. Now go in peace. Go in peace. Your your condition is no longer your identity. Go in peace. And he said, "Your suffering is over. Don't have no ghost wounds." You ever, you, ever, you ever felt like your phone was ringing in your pocket, but then you realized your phone was on your desk? It was like a ghost, uh, a, a ghost text. You know, some people, when they lose a limb, they still feel like it hurts, even though it's not there. As you know, some of us, we're, we're already healed, but we have some ghost wounds. And Jesus said, your suffering is over. And I like this part of verse 36. No, verse 35. While he was still speaking to her, a messenger arrived from the home of Jairus, the, Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. They told him, your daughter is dead. He told Jairus, your daughter is dead. No use troubling the teacher now. <coughs> but Jesus overheard them and added to Jairus, don't be afraid, just have faith. This is heavy science. This woman got her healing. There's a man right next to Jesus taking Jesus to his house. Because his daughter's dying. This man represents the institution that hates Jesus. But Jesus doesn't hold it against him. Oh, brothers and sisters, sometimes your breakthrough is helping somebody that was once considered your enemy. 
So he's going with that with with this priest, the synagogue leader. His people hate Jesus. They annoy Jesus. They ultimately kill Jesus. Them and the Romans. And Jesus laid down his life. Nobody took it, but that's a whole theological explanation. But listen, he's going to somebody who was the ops to go heal his daughter. He he God could do many things at the same time. I just want to say that. God can heal your body and give you a financial breakthrough and lead your whole family to the Lord at the same time. So Jesus tells him, don't be afraid, just have faith, man. And then look at verse 37. This is life lessons. That Jesus stopped the crowd and wouldn't let anyone go with him except Peter, James, and John. There's certain parts of your journey that not everybody can go with you. All right, all right, all right. All right. Here is an inside job. So we see that she said to herself, we see confession. Now let's look about forgiveness. Some of us, our healing comes when we receive God's forgiveness and when we forgive others. Mark chapter 2, verse 1 through 12. It says, when Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, <coughs> the news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors, there was no more room, even outside the door while he was preaching God's word to them. He just didn't heal people. He preached and taught. Four men arriving, carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head. Then they lowered the man on the mat right down to the front of Jesus, seeing their faith. Ooh, can people see your faith? Or they just hear your faith? Can they see their faith, your faith? Or they just see memes and, and like scripture graphics on Facebook? Seeing their faith. Jesus said to the paralyzed man, My child, there we go again. Daughter, my child, my child, your sins are forgiven. Now, there's a few scriptures where they, the, the religious people are mad at him. But let's go down to verse 9. It is easier to say to this man, your sins are forgiven, or stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. This is like a messianic indication, right? Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. That's good for a service, right? Stand up. That should be a banner. <laughs> go home. Then the man jumped up grabbed his mat, walked out though the stunt, uh, through the stunt onlookers, and they were all amazed and praised God, exclaiming, we've never seen anything like this before. All right. So the, the breakthrough came with forgiveness. And I just want to remind some of you guys, so some of you, you have to open your mouth and ask God for forgiveness. You got to get into the secret place. Put on some worship music, read your devotion, meditate, reflect, rest of the Lord, sit, soak, and saturate, journal, and ask God to forgive you. And others, your breakthrough may happen when you forgive others. All right? I had another scripture I was going to share, but maybe I'll share it during the week about um, this one man that Jesus healed, and he said, no one can take me to the place of the, of the healing. But let's go to point two. Point two is power of the point of contact. Point two, power of the point of contact. Now, I want to try to bring a biblical and balanced approach 
because I seen this idea exploited for money. Well, my mom first got into the things of God. She gave this one guy money, and he sent a handkerchief, right? And it's just the whole thing felt scammy. And had, it wasn't personal, and it was just fundraising. But there is power in the point of contact. And we can't let the world completely uh, desensitize us to God's power, right? Um, so there's three ideas regarding the point of contact. And maybe Ethan, like sub points that Ethan can put in the chat. Number one, regarding the point of contact, there's encounters with Christ. Bring your faith with you wherever you go. And the third thing, there's power in community, right? And so the encounter with Christ. Um, Matthew chapter 14, verse 36 says, So they begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe, robe, and all who touched him were healed. So it seems like the woman with the issue of blood started a trend. Um, so regarding the encounter with Jesus, one of the things, there's a lot of things I can say, but one of the things I want to say is you have to ask, right? Concealing blocks healing. You have to ask. Um, Jesus says in John 16, 23 to 24, very truly I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name until you have not asked anything. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. Right? So we, hear, we see here that Jesus is saying, to ask. Remember, God, Jesus wants you to ask. We see here, ask in Jesus' name. And then we see the third thing is, keep praying until God tells you to stop, right? What was it? Um, push, pray until something happens, right? You and I have to continue, right? Now, joy does not just come from getting what you ask God for. Joy also comes in the process of asking, believing, and thanking God, however he answers, Joy comes from trusting God to use your pain to make you more like Jesus, knowing that one day you and I will be fully restored to be with him in heaven. So the first point of contact is we need to have a personal relationship with Jesus, and we can't conceal, right? We have to reveal. We have to ask God to heal, right? Whether it's someone broke your trust when you were a child and you were a victim of abuse, you have to ask God to heal, right? Whether it's a, you, the effects of divorce, and everybody says, oh, homeboy, you're so strong, you're so strong, but inside you're like ready to die, ask God to heal. Don't just conceal, right? And there's another type of Christians that they just love talking about God and talking about their problems, but they never talk to God. So another point of contact, bring your faith with you. The book of Acts, chapter 19, verse 11 through 12. The book of Acts, chapter 19, verse 11 through 12. God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles. Ooh, somebody here might have an unusual anointing on their life. When handkerchiefs or aprons that had merely touched his skin were placed on sick people, they were healed of their diseases and evil spirits were expelled. Now, one of my favorite theologians, and maybe Ethan can put this Bible plan in the chat, Chris Palmer shared this thing in his, in his book and devotion called Strange Scriptures. Um, he talked about blue, like how God is a blue-collar guy, right? And that in the beginning, God showed himself working. And so, long story short, uh, Paul was at a place in, in a school of uh, Tyrannius, 
and he taught there from 11 o'clock in the morning till 4 p.m. And there was he was around a factory, so laborers would take siestas. Oh Lord, bring back siestas. And since they had the afternoons free, they would go hear Paul talk at the hall about Jesus. So they all had their handkerchiefs, right? Then they wore their head to get the sweat on their eyes. And their aprons were like um, craftsmen aprons, right? And so Paul would like pray for these things and they would take them back to their job and people would be healed. All I'm saying, right? I'm not saying to pray for people's durags, right? Uh, and pray for people's wave caps. But I am saying is that we have to learn to bring this glory to our job. Learn to bring our faith to our job. Learn to bring this grace to our job. Learn to bring this compassion, power, and fresh anointing into the place where we spend most of our waking hours. Did I hear an amen in the chat? Point of contact. We got to bring it to where we work, right? God is at work, right? And sometimes we're waiting on God, but sometimes God is waiting on us. All right, the last point of contact is the power of community. James chapter 5, verse 14 through 15 says, Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you. Anoint you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. So there's power in community. The letting the people, the leaders of the church pray for you. Um, last thing about point of contact in community is community, um, Christ-centered conversations. There's power, there's, there's biblical therapeutic power in Christ-centered conversations. Malachi 3.16. Now we're going to read Malachi without talking about tithes. That's like a miracle, right? Malachi 3.16 says, Then those who feared the Lord spoke with each other, and the Lord listened to what they said, in his presence, a scroll of remembrance was written to record the names of those who feared him and always thought about the honor of his name. Ooh, listen, that's ministry. Having Christ-centered conversations, talking about the parables, talking about the healings, talking about uh, the name of Jesus, talking about the cross, the resurrection, the Bible, your church in a non-gossipy way. This is power. This God loves this. God writes this down. There's a scroll of remembrance. I hope your name is written in the scroll of remembrance. All right, last thing about point of contact and community. Remember Job's friends? They practiced the ministry of presence. They were with Job. I think they sat with Job at the beginning for like seven days without talking. That's good. That's good, right? If this was um, project-based learning, they got one good grade out of like five, right? But they neglected the ministry of intercession. Listen, you just don't need the ministry of presence. You also need the ministry of intercession. They talked about God to Job, but they never talked to God about Job. Ooh, that's a word. God was mad at them because they were good at talking about God, but they weren't good about talking to God. So in sense of community and conversations, we got to remember to include prayer. Last thing, last thing, that's last thing. Whew, your boy is preaching. Healed to hope, to healed to help. That would be good too. But healed to help. Mary Magdalene. Mark chapter 
16, verse 9 through 11. Shout out to Attilio Amati watching on Facebook. After Jesus rose from the dead on the early Sunday morning, the first person who saw him was Mary Magdalene, the woman who he had cast out seven demons. She went to the disciples who were grieving and weeping and told them what happened. And when she told them Jesus was alive and she had seen him, they didn't believe her. So we see here that um, Mary Magdalene was healed, right? We don't know that. I, 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 I know people say prostitutes are prostitutes. I, I don't see that in the Bible, but I do see that she had seven demons. She had a lot of problems. A lot of problems. You know, some of us, we used to have seven problems when we were in the world. We were problematic. Remember this, some of us are known by the problems we caused or the problems we solved. So she had seven, seven demons. Probably seven sets of serious problems, health, emotional, mental, relational. But Jesus healed her. And then she wind up being the first person to, to share about the resurrection. She was healed to help heal. Look at Peter's mother-in-law, the book of Luke, and I'm, I'm done. The book of Luke, chapter 4, verse 38 through 39. It said, after the leaving, leaving the synagogue that day, Jesus went to Simon's home when he found Simon's mother-in-law very sick with a high fever. Please heal her, everyone begged. Standing at her bedside, he rebuked the fever and then left her. And she got up at once to prepare a meal for him. That's good. That's good. People were interceding for her. People were saying, you know, people were begging. See, we need a group of people that pray for other people. So Jesus could rebuke their situation. And you know what's cool about this? When you study it, um, there's a scripture. Ethan, if you could put that scripture, woman in scripture, on the chat for reference. Apparently she was married to, I think, King Herod. And Jesus knew this. And he could have said, nah, man, your people, your people tried to kill me when I was little. <laughs> you know, this is so good. We got to be bigger people. We got bigger faith. Bigger faith has called you to be bigger people. And Jesus heals her. And then she serves. Some of us, Jesus has healed us more than a fever. Are we looking to serve? All right, I'm done, fam. Conclusion. Takeaways. Healing is an inside job, but you know that. You know that. There's power in a point of contact. And we are healed to help heal. Can I pray with you and can I pray for you? Heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. And I pray for everyone watching right now or listening. Remind them that healing begins on the inside. Remind them, Lord, to change their meditation, change their confession. Remind them, Lord, to stay on the potter's wheel, to renew their mind every day. Lord, I pray that we will have a revelation of the point of contact. That when we come together, Lord God, that we will pray for each other. That we will pray with each other. That you will release a healing anointing on the board and the, the leaders and on each and every single person. And I pray, Lord God, that we will all be a little bit more healed every day, every week, so we can heal people on the journey. We may be in chapter six in our lives, and we know a bunch of people in chapter three. 
I pray that you would give us favor and wisdom to help them on their journey. Not to get in the way of the Holy Spirit, but to be used by the Holy Spirit. Heal us, Lord. Heal us from the effects of racism. Heal us from the effects of poverty. Heal us from the effects of abuse, of divorce, of debt, of disappointment, of disabilities we were born with. Heal us and help us operate and navigate with grace, with power, with love. Help us stay the course and contend for the crown, all the while giving you glory. I pray that we will go for the gold and give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening. Let me shut off the recorder. Oh, you know what? I'm going to put it. Let me shut it off and I'll put it back on for the recap.